Good morning, church family. He is risen. Yeah, let me say that one more time. Um, And uh, I know that some of you, the last few minutes have been really moving. I've actually been sitting next to a couple different people. I've just seen tears coming down people's cheeks as they rejoice in the baptisms, as they worship the Lord in this moment where we celebrate that he is alive. But can I just say that? And you respond, he is risen indeed. He is risen. Risen indeed. There's something about the joy that we experience when we witness God at work, when we witness what happens up here. And some of you, I know you're just coming in late and you didn't catch all the baptisms, but what a joy that is, right? When we see people and you know what's happening there. And some of you maybe don't know all the details of what's happening there. So let me explain briefly. What's happening is people have made a public statement that they are following Jesus And Jesus makes a statement to us that we are his. We are his children. He's adopted us into his family and that we are his eternally, that he gives us new life. He has a whole list of promises for all of those who by faith would just receive his grace and understand that he has risen, not just to demonstrate his power, but so that you might know how deep and rich And how long-lasting the love of God is. And that's what we celebrate this Easter. What we see when people get baptized is a demonstration that God is true to his promises. Every one of his promises. And that he, Jesus, died for us. That is, he took the penalty of our sin on himself. And he suffered and he died for every one of us as a demonstration of God's great love for us. And that the story did not end there. If the story ended there, none of us would be here this morning at church. But that on the third day, you know this, that he rose from the dead, demonstrating the power of God, not just for the people there in the first century, but for me and for you and our family members and our neighbors and people all across the world for the nations. And we know this, that it demonstrates that when a person stops going their own direction and turns around and what the Bible calls experiences repentance, does a 180 and turns toward God, they experience God's forgiveness, his unconditional forgiveness for every one of us. And we have this promise that God will never leave us or forsake us, that we have as followers of Jesus, as those people who have experienced, we have this great truth that God's Spirit lives within us. And He seals that deal. Now, today, and all the way through into our eternity. Well, the disciples, of course, when they first experienced the risen Lord Jesus, they all struggled with it. right? Just like every one of us would struggle with it. Some of them expressed their doubt verbally, All of them wrestled with how the Lord God, their Lord, could be alive after they saw the horrors of the days before. And they were grappling with it. They had difficulty. So Jesus appears to us and to them, the disciples in the first century. And he appeared to them physically. Scripture says, actually, he took a meal with them so they would understand it. 
And then he had some very important things to say. And I would love for you to turn your Bible open to Luke chapter 24. We're just going to look at a couple verses this morning. Luke 24, starting in verse 44. We've been in a series here at Bridges talking about the last words of Jesus. And these words are powerful. So the setting was that Jesus had died. He'd suffered a horrible death on a cross. Then he had been buried. And the third day he rose again. He appeared to some of the disciples who told others. And he appeared to the groups of disciples. And then he shared a meal with them. And as Luke tells the story, we pick up the story here. As Jesus wants them to hear some very important words. He says this in verse 44. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Now imagine this for a moment, that every one of us would be biblical scholars. We would know entirely God's word. Every mystery that you had ever wondered about a passage that you started to read and couldn't figure it out, or everything was made known to you. And, and you would, of course, experience this, that some of the passages you might have read, you didn't get fully right, right? You misunderstood what he was trying to say, what God was trying to say. And some of you, you were thinking, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense now. It's like having a puzzle. Now, I need a couple kid volunteers. Can I have a couple children volunteers? Yes, I see. Come on up, if you would, please. And I need a couple more to help you out, okay? Can I have a couple more people? Thank you. Yeah, you can come right up here. Somebody else bold enough to do that? A couple kids right here. Thank you very much. Cool, Riley. Thank you very much. And maybe one more. Is there... Come on up, you guys. I get two more. Okay. Now, I've got a little puzzle for you, and I'm going to tell the story. Oh, man, we got a crowd. That's great. Fantastic. Okay, you guys, real quick. Can I get this? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, what I'm going to have you do is put a puzzle together, okay? And so you're going to help out you. Either come on over here, and we're going to put it right down here. And you're going to, I'm going to say go, and you're going to open up the bag. Here's the bag right here, okay? And you're going to start putting it together as fast as you can, okay? Ready? Go. Okay. So that's a thousand-piece puzzle. <laughs> and you've got about five minutes, okay? Go for it. So here's the story. Some of us look at God's Word, and we think, man, it's, it's an impossible puzzle. I can never figure this out. How could I possibly do this? And it's a struggle. And that's where the disciples were in this moment. They couldn't understand the whole plan of God for them, could they? They couldn't understand that God had had a plan in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 and all the way through the book of Genesis, through all the patriarchs. And he had a plan in Exodus when God's people were in slavery and he was going to deliver them and then give them the law. He had a plan all the way through the Torah, the first five books. And he had a plan all the way through the kings. And through the experience that people of God had as they tried to return to God and then faithless and they struggled. They had a, a plan all the way through the Psalms. And so what Jesus is saying is throughout the whole of Hebrew scriptures, 
It might have seemed like a puzzle to you that seemed impossible. And maybe you couldn't even fit one piece together. But all of a sudden, Jesus reveals to them that this is the plan of God for you. And what's the plan of God? That his son would demonstrate his great love, God's great love for you. That he would come in the flesh, on the earth, God incarnate. And he would live to model what life with God is like. And he would die. And he would rise again on the third day. And all of a sudden, the puzzle started coming together for them. They understood it. I don't know if you've come this morning and the puzzle does not make sense. If you've struggled through that puzzle. But here's the great truth that we can rejoice in. That God's Spirit makes his word clear to each of us so that we might understand how to have life now and life eternal in him. It's the gift of God for us. And it really is about this, as Jesus was saying, as he fulfills to them. And he opens their minds so they would understand. And he said to them, thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you. But stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. How you doing, you guys? Right? So here it is. We, you and I. Every follower of Jesus are witnesses. That's, that's our role. To proclaim the majesty, the greatness, the salvation of God. Proclaim specifically this. That God is true to every one of his promises. Everyone found in God's word, he's true to. No one in your life is like that. Only the Lord is like that. True to every one of his promises. And we proclaim this, as Scripture says, and Jesus encourages us, that Jesus did actually die. He was a, a historical figure that lived in history, and he rose from the dead, demonstrating the power of God to save us, to rescue us. And we are to proclaim repentance to our neighbors, to our family members, to our friends. Turn around and follow him and experience forgiveness. I have a cousin his name is Mark. And for decades in Mark's life, he walked away from the Lord. He struggled with addiction. He was in and out of prison. He wrestled with life. Last weekend, I was with him. And Mark has come back to Jesus. He's turned to the Lord. He's repented. And here's the great news. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic news. And you might think, wow, can, it, can God rescue some anyone? And the truth is, Mark, if Mark was standing with me right now, he would say, yes, that's my story. He can rescue anyone. And today he's managing a rehab center and he's walking with Jesus. This is the story that we proclaim. That God does not look at you to earn salvation. He simply offers it for free out of his great love and grace and calls you this day to repentance, to turn to him and simply confess before him that you sinned and you need him. And when you do that, you become new. 
He makes you his child and you experience his forgiveness. That's what we proclaim. And we proclaim that God's spirit is with us and he will always be with us. And he seals the deal of our relationship, our adoption into the family of God. That's who we are. How are you guys doing? Figured it out yet? Okay, that's okay. We're going to give you actually the chance to work on that a little bit later. Can you guys go and um, reconnect with your families, with your moms and dads? Can you give these guys a hand? Okay, did you? Oh, I see somebody put two pieces together. That's really great. So, hopefully, men and women, the pieces make sense of God's plan for us. And for us this week, it's about us, if you're a follower of Jesus, of being a witness to that. We've had that experience all throughout this weekend in many different settings and in many different parks across our city as people here in the fellowship have been leading this. And we have this experience when we go back to work and go back to school to proclaim the great news that Jesus is risen. He's risen indeed. And if you came this morning and you have yet to trust Jesus, I'm just going to lead you in prayer right now. I'm going to ask you to get honest with God, just you and the Lord, and pray out. And if you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to just to speak out your praises of the Lord for your resurrection, for your, this promise of God that you are rescued and saved and forgiven. But just speak that out in your own private prayer. For those of you who have not trusted Christ, just pray with me in your own words. Let's pray. Father, we just want to tell you that we love you. God, we need your forgiveness, and we just want to turn to you. We might have been doing our own stuff forever, all of our life, and yet we know that your love reaches down to us. And this day, we want to embrace your forgiveness and your cleansing, your wholeness. God, remove all of our shame and all of our guilt. We want to trust you as our Savior and Lord, like those that we've seen who've already witnessed it in the baptism, and like the disciples, like everyone here who's trusted Christ. God, we want to embrace you. Make me, make us new. The Lord says that if you take that step to confess your sin before him, and you proclaim that he is Lord, the risen Lord, that you are new that you are his child now. Go, walk with him. Let's continue our worship together. Thank you for listening to the Bridges Community Church Sermon Podcast. Bridges Community Church is located in the San Francisco Bay Area in Fremont, California. To know more about Bridges Community Church, please go to our website at bridgescc.org.